Welcome to another episode of the After the Whistle podcast. Once again, it is me, Smiley, doing the hosting because KO's technical issues have refused to go away. So yet it's again, in Ghana. You can join us again. It's understandable. <laughs> Please, no comment. But yes, um, joined again with my guys, Corey, Vangelda, and Crack. Guys, what's good? Tale, this international Not, nothing break... Nothing is good. This international break, we really for look, look at that at the ex- the length of time it takes before actual football comes back. Charlie, nobody cares about these these internationals like that. Like Loki. People started no, hitting up. No, we United no. fans, we care. Hey, I, mom, I they mean, are not going to do it again. We care, What's the meaning of all this? We don't see the team anytime soon. <laughs> when your team is good, you you can't wait to see them play again. So <laughs> I understand. I'm <laughs> sure back then, when Arsenal was trash, you weren't expecting them to return. Oh, Loki, now I did I don't but... care. If they... Yeah, if we if we go break three months, if I don't care, my mental health is at stake. No, but what makes this one even worse is that it's like the the fixtures have like it's not been competitive games. There's a lot of friendlies and stuff inside, particularly on the African side. Because yesterday the Black Stars game versus Mexico was a was a friendly, and yet again, the Black Stars underwhelmed Gracely under Chris Hutton. Um, it's now been almost a year since Chris Hutton was appointed manager of the Black Stars. I think we are still yet to see a complete performance under him. We are still yet to see good performances. In all the games that we've ever won, there's been very narrow wins. One, one goal win, two goal wins. Like There hasn't been any comprehensive win. The word you're looking for is mediocre. It's been mediocre, honestly. And as someone who was very much in favor of Chris Hutton's appointment, it's been very, very disappointing to see how things have turned out. Because yesterday, for example, I don't know how many people managed to watch the game because it was played at a very ungodly hour. Who will wake up watch that but, f- f- football? <laughs> Who's going to wake up at 12, 13 It was like 2 o'clock in the morning, but, bro. Like, yeah, but for me... Um, I woke up like early on in the first half and I managed to watch the if rest you wake of the up, first you wake half. up or it be meeting. It be, it be random. It be random waking up where I wake up. Where I just sure? managed to watch. <laughs> I managed to watch the rest of the first half. And I don't. I didn't see any threatening attack in the short period that I watched the game. Kudus was on the pitch. Um, Joseph, Joseph Pinto was on the pitch. Like we had good attacking uh, players on the pitch yet I didn't see anything promising in the short period where on the uh, I watched the game and then I woke up to find out that we ended the game with no shots on target and we hmm. considered two very very flimsy goals that make you wonder how Atizigi managed to win goalkeeper of the year in Switzerland but yeah at the moment the Black Stars have um, Mohamed Kudus who is like he, he he's still yet to start a game in the Premier League for West Ham, but he's been impressive in all the games that he's played. We have Ernest Nyama who just scored his first goal for Lyon just before the international break. We have Kamal Dean Suleimana who um, has been in good form ever since he came back from injury for Southampton. We also have Fatao Isaku, who I don't know if a lot of people have been following his start at Leicester City, but 
He started a bit slowly in the first two games, but ever since then, he's been ever present for the Leicester City team. And I think um, he's found a perfect coach for himself under Enzo Maresca because he's managed to coach, coach a lot of the negative things we knew about Isaku out of his game. His decision-making, his all-round play, it's been good. We also have Osman Bukari, who has been very good in the Champions League. I think so far he scored two goals in the Champions League, giving one assist. We also have Joseph Pinso, who has carried his good form from last season into the new season. Yes, the Black Stars seem to be underwhelming. So I want to start with Crack. What do you think has to be done to nurture the attacking prowess that we have? Because personally, the way I see it, this might be the most potent Black Stars attack that we've at least that I have seen in my lifetime. So what do you think has to be done? Um, first of all, I want to thank my mother and my father for giving me this opportunity. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Anyways, I was at an event and as at 12.30, I could still watch the Black Stars match if I wanted to because there were people in the bathroom stuff that were watching the match. But I wasn't bothered because I knew we were going to lose. Look, we don't have leadership in the team. Aside that, I am not impressed with the coach. And thirdly, as long as we have people interfering with team selection, as long as we have a stupid GFA, as long as the old things are never going to change, we are never ever making it out of the hood. We are forever going to be trash. We can have a collection of look, we can have a collection of eleven world class players, but we still won't win anything. It is not look, this is the this is one of the best black star team I've seen. I'm telling you, in terms of quality, in terms of where they are playing and how young they are, bro. Like back then, even when we had the Asians, Apiers, Montari, Tornado. they still didn't they still didn't even play longer together, right? But still, like that those teams didn't even have the collection of quality we have in this team. Back then, we didn't even have any Premier League quality. It was later that um this guy joined Portmouth. After the 2006 World Cup, Untari. But we have a player like Kudus Caliber. We have players like, uh, what's the name? I mean, ACM was at Chelsea. Yes, so ACM was at Chelsea. So you can say only Michael ACM. But bro, still, ACM only made it to one World Cup. And our most important match wasn't available. Even the African Cup of Nations, if you can count the number of Cup of Nations we have played, the, the caliber of players we have now, what we like is leadership. We don't have a coach. This guy was brought in as a technical director. I don't know why people believe that when he goes down, the coach things will change. They are still detecting to him. They are still showing him what he should do. They are, show they are still giving him a list of players they won't call. Everybody has to chop. Everybody has an influence in it. Smiley, this is not about what you are going to coach or this is not about you coaching the attacking prowess of this and this. 
as our current vice president to say, if the fundamentals are weak, the exchange rate will expose you. You can play Kudus number 10. You can play Kudus 7. You can play him 11. You can play party 10. You can do whatever you want to do to improve when the fundamentals are weak. We are never, ever going to make it out of the hood. Because um, Kamal Din Sulemana, right now, they don't call him again, right? Yeah, Our last call up, he was there. Yes. Yeah. All because what is in Saudi and is in uh, um, the championship now, which is funny. Um, the guy that scored the goal that did a sui. What was his Os- name? Uh, Osman Bukai. Osman Bukari, the only thing he has left is Brandon. That is why they are treating him like that. Look, we have very, very talented players. I don't know why there are some matches that this coach can be flexible. There are matches that we need to attack more and he's going to play two DMs. There are matches where we need serious wing play. Then you go and put Kudusa 7. When you have proper wingers, right and left wingers that can attack. Smiley, it's not it's not as simple as putting a uh, uh, semenyon there. It's not as simple as putting any other striker there. If we don't get to a time where the GFA isn't directly influencing our team call up, they are not benefiting from the coaches we appoint. As I said, we are not making it out of the hook. You realize I'm not talking about yesterday's match a lot because I didn't care and I knew we were going to lose, so I didn't even bother. But I'm talking from the qualifiers and the friendlies that I've watched. And bro, we play like shit in the qualifiers. And if this is what they are going to do, the AFCON, I'm sorry. It could be another group stage exit. I'm disappointed in the coach, but moreover, I'm disappointed in the corrupt GFA. And I feel as if we've, we've spoken over and over and over, over, over and over, over about this GFA. I am tired. I have lost interest in Ghana soccer. I am sorry. It is not my fault. The love I, I, once, has, I once had for Black Stars. I am sorry. I don't know why the DIU is a ceremonial player still being called into this team. Hmm. A lot of players should be phased out. I don't know why God Jordan can be captain of this team when Pate is Bro, not Oh, how Jordan and, and, how? and this guy are still in this team is amazing. How? They'll come and say he does what the coach does. That is fine. That is true. I also do it from the bench. Are we putting our best team out to know? Because everybody's mouth is in selection. Charlie, I've said enough. It's not something that we've not said over and over again. And it's the same, and the same thing we see. Because as they say, what's insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. So, our leaders and the GF over there, they are all stupid and insane. Thinking if their old ways are going to work. Sorry, psych. Sorry. That's what I have to say now. Van Gilda. As for, as for 
Ghana Black Stars. Every time I, I, I think about them, I just get so sad. Because with the caliber of players we have, yes, they are young. Some of them are inexperienced. And maybe a lot, it may be asking a lot of them, you know, to show like Mike Lacian to now the appear vibes at this point. But we should be playing much better than we are. We should be playing much better than we are. Like, you don't get to have the players around. Me, I think in this call-up, he didn't call certain players because kind of like it's casting stone. If they are fit, they will come. So let me call other people and play them and see. But the, the style of football, I know Chris Hutton is a pra- very, very pragmatic manager. And his first, you know, thought is let's not concede. But we keep conceding. So where do we go from here? If we are going to keep conceding, might as well just allow the boys and play free-flowing football so everybody can, you know, express themselves and bring to bear what they have. Like, apparently in the first... I didn't watch the game either because it was just too late for me here. But apparently in the first half, Semenyo had like 14 touches. Semenyo is, is not Ellen Britt so that if he gets 14 touches, we are not worried and like, oh yeah, if he gets one chance, bang. Clearly, there's this he, disconnect. He's not, he's not even, pro, as you said, correct example. He's not prolific enough for him to get few chances and score. Yeah. So, it's not enough that you will not link the attack, like the midfield to the attack. It's not enough that your your striker has 14 chance, uh, fourteen touches. Even Atisigi had more touches in the first half than him. That's crazy. As for the GFA, me, I've decided not to talk about them anymore. I've decided not to talk about them anymore, be, not because I don't care, but because the people that are crazy and they don't know what they are doing. If you want to run a whole football federation as a business and all you care about is bonus and this and that, and you call the, the, the you know, you, you call parents of players and tell them if if your if your child doesn't come and join my 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 agency he'll never play for black stars we'll remove him he'll never play you know you not do this you not that if that's all you care about then please just go and be a businessman and let the people who are concerned about the game and want our game to move forward you are the largest business person like football business person in the country already you have most of the best players. It's okay. If that's what you wanted to do in your first four years, leave it and go. But the fact that you will basically even break the law so that you can get re-elected is, is so brazen to me. It's so, so brazen to me. And for me, if they don't arrest that guy and put him in jail, I go shock. Wah. I go shock. Wah. Because... The fact that he had an injunction on that election served to him as a person few days before that, and they still decided, let's go ahead and let's do the voting and let me win so that what, 25th of August, uh, October, sorry, there will be leadership. Which leadership would there be? The last four years, we've not had any leadership anyway. So there being a power vacuum at the GFA, me personally, I don't see why there's an issue. But for some weird reason, these people in the so-called football republic, they can't even see that when, if the game 
progresses and we are doing well, it benefits all of us and all of us will make money. You just want to tie your cloth to one person and whatever crumbs or drips that he gives to you, that's what you will take and go home. If that's all you are good for, now I'm sorry for you. I don't know how you look in the faces of your children and go to bed at night. Ruining people's children's lives. It's really, really, really terrible. The state of our football is really bad. As for Chris Hutton, as for his brand of football, is well known. You don't want to concede goals and you will score as as few go as few goals as possible and, and win matches 1-0, 2-0, 2-1. I don't think we should expect any entertaining brand of football. It's unfortunate. But that's the kind of person he is. And you can't teach an old dog new tricks. It's not today he's come to start playing tiki-taka. I'm sorry. But it's a big issue for me that we're about to go to an AFCON. And, you know, we don't look like we are like we don't look like we are ready. We don't look like there's cohesion. We don't look... It's a big worry. It's a really big worry for me. So, speaking of AFCON... The draw was made earlier this week, and Ghana was drawn in Group B with Egypt, Cape Verde, and Mozambique. So, Corey, after everything that has been said, how confident are you that we are going to make it to the next round? Because we are known for bottling some of the easiest groups. I can pack you for here at Alebex. I want a light. I want a light for, for here. No, they go too far. What what be that team you beat? You know the Cosmoros or Comoros or what? Com- <laughs> you you see the teams you call. They see the that team we go play. You no, know. that team score we. It be this one we. This is a mark of insanity, bro. Because I I just I've had to stop talking about Ghana Blacks. I have to stop watching the games because it's literally the mark of insanity. Doing the same thing over and expecting different results. It's as Crack said, we are not getting out the hood, bro. I, I can't I can't say much on top of everything that they've already said because they've hit every nail on the head a number of times and and Charlie we are still in the same suit as long as the GFA remain the way they are and their corruption will always speak up against it until they stop running it like a business until they stop destroying the the hope of people that are trying to make it out of the actual hood to try and bring bro when you listen to Players like like Alexis Sanchez, and he tells you about Charlie from the from the favelas down there to 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 being world champion and things. Hey, I said world champion, South 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 American champion, dude. It's a beautiful story, but we live in a world where somebody they they tell you say if you're kidding, not join my my this team, you never go play give black stars. I mean, we are lost. We are completely, and the fact that these people keep getting power is really irate, man. But what can we do? Come and sit here and talk and complain over and over and over again about the same issues. Nothing changes. It's insanity, bro. Chris, you think that we the one insult safe? You know, say the guy they outperform in metrics. If we look at if they put right at a overall, he's lost uh, only one game. Actually. He's lost this only one game. Before that, Nottingham Forest way he, he managed no. He had a twenty six percent win uh, rate. 
he lost he lost more matches than he drew. He lost more matches than he won. This person right now, I can't give Black Stars. It chop it chop on a dollars that we already don't have. We then it give we some some measly per performances. I mean, if anybody saw the highlights, you don't even need to watch the game. Just the highlights, you know, we say we exaggerate. What you see for the highlights, no, that you had the game go. The boys not sit up. There was nothing. There was nothing. Uh, I watched extended highlights. There was nothing. They they offered nothing, man. And to have players like Kudus and and and, and Suleimana and all those people, people and these all these look at uh, and things. People are playing for big big teams now. This is the time to pump pump money into it. Pump money into the grassroots. Help China connect connect that that gap. But nah, bro, that's too much to to, to ask. That, that's that's just way too much to ask. The basic is just way too much to ask. So I mean, what else are we gonna expect? That this Afcon we go we go waste money. And honestly, me like this, I have personal interest because party they go the this in general. They can't waste. They can't waste. You can't make pressure. They de- decline in top ten since I don't need time. I don't have. You are going to waste time there. Right. I had I had on an Arsenal pod. Oh. The whole be say either Ghana or Egypt go come home early. So say either and then your party go come house. Then nobody nobody cares about the, the tournament. Actually. We they go waste one at time for them. Maybe we just their house. If you have players like like Kudus and you are wasting it on on Chris Hutton, Jesus Chris Hutton. Like if you are wasting it on Chris Hutton, eh, nobody can help you. So so now we we, we, we go there forever and ever more. Amen. So speaking of Kudus, how do you guys feel about? how he's been used so far for West Ham because a player of his caliber, we are now in mid-October and he's yet to start a Premier League game for them. Can I can I go first? Feel free. Personally, I'm not worried. I'm not Thank worried you. because his talent will, will come through nonetheless. And I'm also, I'm, I actually back it a little. Initially, I was quite like, this guy's crazy, he doesn't know what he's doing. But if you think about it, and... Stephen Apia also made a, st- a statement some time ago that when he first came to Sunderland, record signing, he was doing well every time he came off the bench, and um, you know the fans were like, "Why don't you? Why don't you play him? He's better than what we have." Da 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 da. And he said, "Look, the coach came up to him. I think it was Steve Bruce or somebody like that. Came up to him and said, "Look, it's not like I don't know you are good. Though. I just don't want the pressure to build on you so much that you feel like." Every time you step on the pitch, like you are carrying the weight of 80 million people. Ease yourself into the game. Learn the league. Learn how it moves. And I think already we can see subtle improvements in Kudos' game. Lifting up his head more. You know, drifting into space better. Scanning his environment much better. Slow but sure, he'll get there. Moist, we, we may all feel Moist might not be the person to enhance his attacking ability. But we've all said that Kudus has glaring defensive and discipline issues. And I, I think one of the few coaches in the league we can talk about who can improve that side of his game is David Moyes. So personally, I'm not too worried. Not too worried in the sense that in the near future, he would start games and he'll start playing. He plays in Europe. Like when they go to Europe... They start him in those matches. Just in the league, they've not yet started him. But, like, I'm just hopeful that he will just keep learning. He will keep improving. And then when the time is right, he will break into the team, become first-team player. And unless he's injured, 
no, he doesn't sit. So personally, I'm not I'm not that worried about the way he's being used. At the moment, I think it's good for him. Just ease him into it. Just let him sit back and, you know, let him sit back and, you know, learn the thing and learn the craft, learn the league, flow into the pace of the league, and we'll see how it goes. But are you not a bit worried? Because the person he's in direct competition with in the West Ham team seems to be Jared Bowen. And Jared Bowen has just become their highest paid player over the past two weeks. So does that not make the task for Kudus even more difficult? Because now that you are competing against the person who is the highest paid player, suddenly it becomes even more difficult to remove him from the team because it's not like he's also not informed. Bowen too has also been one of the most informed players in the league so far. Um, well, I don't, I don't think oh, you should oh, sorry, be worried, Corey, I, I I don't think you should be worried. He's he's come from a Dutch league into the Premier League. That is not an easy step up. The way they are easing him in allows for a gradual pro- pro- progression. He's already made an impact. He's already scored that that goal that shook the stadium. He, he he's already had that 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 breaking moment. And so I feel as though from this, I expect after the international break. I want to see him start more games in the Premier League because honestly, you can, you should be able to incorporate uh, Bowen and Kudus into the team, even though they are both. And I think that is actually part of uh, uh, West Ham's uh, secret for, for the season. If you can incorporate the both of them into the team, get, get get them clicking, dude, that's a problem. You're, you you have Bowen running at you, you have Kudus running at you, threat threat threatening passes and things. I, I think they can they they can work together i just like i mean i have i have to congratulate Moyes in the way he's he's uh easing him in and i understand where you're coming from smiley where like let's say two more starts that he had now and you'll be okay yeah i i I think he's he's just it could it could have been a fitness thing which no actually no he was he was already playing he had had a good preseason (laughs) and stuff like that i've been trying to search excuse for him but the, 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 his last game for Ajax before he moved to West Ham, he scored a hat trick. So, uh, yeah. that excuse, damn it, man. But, <laughs> but but you get what what, what I'm saying. I, I mean, two yeah. more games than he started, and would have and this the, 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 this wouldn't be a, a conversation. But I mean, let's see. After the international break, if Kudus is still one woman the bench, I mean, I have to start questioning why then why then why bring him over because all the fans want him to 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 start and if you look at the impact he had in their last game who, who did they even play um newcastle yeah it was newcastle the two yeah i mean scoring against newcastle now is it's a big deal psg suffered to do it but quickly this game banged equalized the the, the 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 game i mean it was a brilliant mo- moment and i just hope that is enough to boost his confidence in England to 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 allow David Moyes to start him more. Else, Charlie, then after I start question Moyes because we all we know that the word they, they they play ball. I get what you mean when you say Bowen and Kudus can play together because before last season we knew Kudus as more of an attacking midfielder playing centrally. It was last season that Ajax put him on the right and it turned out to be very uh, good, a master stroke. But then when he moves to the middle, he's probably going to be competing with Paqueta, who is also a formidable person to be competing with. Oh, pa- Paqueta, somebody... relax. Either City go come or the bet go catch up. Make you no worry about that. 
<laughs> I mean, because West Ham have a very, very good midfield in terms of their options because they have Edison Alvarez, they have Ward Prowse, who is probably the one player in the team who can't be moved. Um, they have um, Suchek, who is a typical David Moyes player. So in the positions where Kudus is used to playing, there, there are a lot of good options. So it's it's very hard to see how he breaks into the team in the short term, even if he continues to perform. Because I honestly don't think he's going to play ahead of Jared Bowen. Just for the fact that Bowen is now the highest paid player. He's a white man, British player, playing under a manager like David Moyes. He's a grinder. He has all those things that a manager like David Moyes would want in a player. So it's very, very hard for me to see Kudus overtaking him in that team. And then when he comes in the midfield, like I was saying, Paqueta, very, very formidable person to be competing with. You're talking about someone who would have been playing for Man City if the betting matter no come. So, Crack, I mean, I want to hear your take on this one. Once again, thank you very much. I've heard all your submissions and it is insulting to Kudus. Let me tell you why. First of all, Kudus is bigger than West Ham. Yes. I don't know why people don't just go take him for the West, uh, for the Ajax there. But that's neither here nor there. Abebo, who gave Kudus his assist for his first goal? That's for this homework you give me the... <laughs> Thank you. Actually, it was just like that. From no, from nowhere he came. It was mental. It was. It was Jared Bowen. He gave Kudus the assist for his first goal. We are not even saying that starting at all costs. But please don't be bringing him when it's 80th minute. Don't be bringing him when it's 75th minute. He's not an impact player. He's not. He's a world class game changer. He's a baller. Why is it that as he catch Europe idea that when they start on for it? Because you you know as compared to the rest, he has more experience over there. So he started him in Europa. What you people go win in the conference league, that one know the matter. But when we are talking about easing people in, Kudus not be like some up and coming youngster who not play in Champions League and all those things, you understand? Or, or he has come exactly. to I mean, yeah. He scored five yeah. goals in the Champions like, League bro, last season. Like ah, like the guy near Liverpool for Champions League or for Anfield, though. Like for Anfield, like <clears throat> the guy go World Cup and he was one of the best players in the World Cup. So Kudos not be like some up and coming young star where them project say it's going to be this. Like he's already there. So me all this talk of this and this, like bro, I understand all this David Moyes type player and all those things, but the problem is with Moyes. If you know before the um, director of football, the new director of football, like most of Kudus and all these players wouldn't be there. Like if you McTominay and Maguire and Kodak or they did West Ham. So I am not praising David Moyes for shit. Because David Moyes they didn't want ballers. He wanted he wanted Kray Baby Magbebo type players. That'd be what he wanted. And the director of football said, no, no, bro, 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 forget. We are not going to be signing all these kind of players, life for life kind of players, like, bro, they don't even see the difference between Suchek and McTominay. You can't blame them. So why are they going for such caliber of players when they can actually go in for proper players? The experiment is over. Either you're starting Kudus or you're letting him come on 55th, 68th minutes. And when you continue, that is fine. Craig, 
I, I have a question for you about that. What if his his integration with his new teammates hasn't been as uh, smooth as we think? And that's the reason why when he's you, not starting. When you, say, when you say integration, right? When you say integration, has it got to do with tactical noir or the coercion on the pitch? Let's say coercion. And so yes, you, you, only build, you only build coercion by playing with, P, with, with people, right? Thank you. I get and it. And also, but, if you, but if you talk stakes, about that... why? Stakes. But let me ask you a question. So if you talk about that, why did he start him in the champion, uh, in their Europa games? Why? I think, honestly, that Europa... The, them, them, well, obviously, you have to see the experience. Thank you. So you just know that automatically, Kudus, if you, are, if you say you want to go by David Moyes and do... Top five best players in West Ham. Tell me, say, could you not go to the top five? Oh, easy. It, 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 that's a question of a doubt. I, I have seen enough and I watched, like, this goal save is called against a run of play. I just scored this goal. Brilliant goal. When you give him more time, that's how come the coercion will start. Training pitch not be uh, a match, you know. Then get training for the way they get matches, then they get training. The way they get match day performance. I want him to start him a couple of times for we to see that, oh, this is the reason why you know they start him. Corey, they about what they try to talk. Right now, we don't know all this what if, what if, what not, and all those things. Give him a run of games. Then we know that, bro, we are eight games into the season. You know I'm just looking at West Ham's results this season. They should have started him a lot more. They played Liverpool. Bro. They played Manchester ah. City. They, nah, nah. Yeah. All this integration thing is cute, but it's not for a player of Kudus's caliber. You know, because Kudus, too, they get to the tail end of his career, where you go by and base on him. Then you they try show them with something, bro. The boy good. He can play. He can play on the left. He can play on the right. He can play through the middle. He can play a midfield three. Yes, granted that his defensive awareness is, is shaky. But, bro, already West Ham, they play the man crying already. Hey, give kudos 15 you, minutes play against Liverpool. I'm telling you, like, ah, the guy they bring him in 70th minute, uh, 65th minute, like some, ah, what nonsense. So, me, dear, me, all this thing that you put, I said that uh, Van Gelder saying that, oh, yeah, he understands him, he's trying to ease him, is what they been in, West Ham. West Ham, when near Chelsea and now Arsenal, United and Tuzo, it'd be freaking West Ham. Start Ham. It's not as if you'll be worse than the rest over there. Start Ham. That's all I have to say. So, yeah. With that being said, we move on to the next topic, which was kind of like the biggest news of a very slow weekend. And that was the news that Sheikh Jassim of Qatar had pulled out from the bidding to become the next owner of Man United, which has now left Sir Jim Rascliffe. My boy. As, <laughs> as the first runner <laughs> to purchase a stick. And let's get this very clear and very straight. He's not taking over United fully. He's buying a 25% stick, and that's a Glazer stick in United. And just for clarification, the Glazers, the Glazers currently own 69% of Man United. The remaining 31% is on the stock exchange. So, um, But the 31% that is on the stock exchange doesn't carry any 
serious um, decision making power. It doesn't carry, so, isn't the voting power on the board? Yeah, it doesn't carry any voting power. So that one, it just like the Glazers hold all the voting power, and Jim Ratcliffe is going to uh, presume presumably buy. 25% of that stake, of that 69%. There'll still be majority. The Glazers will still have the majority. But looking at how the structure is, um, collectively, the Glazers would have the majority. But individually, Jim Rascliffe would have the biggest individual stake in the club. Because the Glazers, their stake is divided among them. So um, Avram has his stake. Um, that again, like there are about four or five of them. So all of them have a small stake. There's some Darcy and all them people. So presumably, Jim Ratcliffe would have the biggest individual stake, but he can still be outvoted on issues based on the fact that the Glazers have a bigger collective stake. But then the interesting thing is that Jim Ratcliffe is insisting on having full control over sporting decisions at the club, which would be, to some extent, a, a level of change. Now, the, the the reaction to this hasn't been too good. It hasn't gone down too well with the Man United fans. There have been a lot of, there's been a lot of backlash to the news because for the past, um, for the past few months, I think there have been reports that um, Sheikh Jassim had um, almost crossed the finish line and he was just they were just tying up the loose ends for them to formally announce that yes he's going to take over united and the last reports that we even read they said it was going to happen as soon as october now we did october and said this is the bombshell that has dropped now i want to hear from crack on this one because it is a matter that is very dear to his heart hmm. bismillah and i are I am heartbroken. You, this guy, the, look, I don't understand some United fans that actually believe in this Radcliffe guy. The guy has a different agenda. He's another fanboy that's coming to invest in the club and doesn't care and go to yield his dividends and all those things, coming to buy 25% of the 31 nonsense. The total takeover is what a club like United needs. We shouldn't be dealing with these glaziers in any way. They shouldn't have any minority stake or any stake at all, zero stake in anything. What we need is total clearance. What we need is a shift, a change, a change in personnel, a change in mindset, a new direction, a new sense of purpose, new belief. How much did your father buy the team? You these wicked glazers guys. How much did your father look at the money you've made over the years and are still making? You've not cleared our debts. They are still there. Somebody bids and says that yes, there is still stadium re- renovation to be done. He is going to swallow the debts. He's going to pay you in full, so you put fuck off. But no, apparently there are some in the, the family that wants to still stay on. There are someone that wants them to take the money and go. So we'll send Basa and send Bebre. Right now, a lot of United fans have lost 
faith in the thing, they lost belief in the thing because any year squad they become plenty. It would never go make it never go make good. They make plenty. Like laughing stock. Even Chelsea with an American owner, with a new owner, we at least see him trying to change things. Even though it might be it might look like he's failing and all. But bro, he's trying. That is not what we have over there. Don't come and say, oh, Glazers, Glazers, they gave this budget. This, bro, what people don't know is that and the only coming on, you are only allowed to sell to sign only three quality players in the summer transfer window. It's when you sell and things that you can get some to buy zuku zuku zuku. But you can't run a team down. You can't. You can't. I don't want to see any Jim Radcliffe around. I don't care about him. He's, he, he, his team, his team safe. Nice in France. That team safe. How is it fairy? Do they even want him there? He, he, he that is coming to United. Do they even want him there? Go and read about the poor decisions he has made over there. He wants to have autonomy over sports and direction and all this. But bro, this guy will end up bringing a lot of English players onto this team as well. But as I'm saying, I have another theory that I feel as if this is political as well. With all this world powers and war going on, it is, I have a theory, but I'm not going to say it here. There's oh, something the also fishy going on. There's something going on. <laughs> you know yeah, talk, say, I thought the same thing. I thought the same thing when I when, when I saw to. the news. Because, I was like, hmm, because when you look at the when you look at the world power sentence, right? Glazers are Americans, and we know what these Americans and who they are supporting in the war happening in the Middle East side. I don't want to dwell on it plenty. I don't want to talk about it plenty. But there could be a reason why this is also part of them stifling the, the shake and all those things. I'm just saying it's my personal theory. And I'm going to investigate it properly. And I'm interested Bro, in that. Have you seen... Because I smell seen... something fishy going on over there. Because the When I saw what paid... he offered, it made no sense. Bro, like, you buy team. See the amount you buy team. See the amount they make you. But you don't want to relinquish. I don't get it. There's something going on somewhere, Charlie. I'm not going to lie. There's something wrong. And it's not just about footballing reasons. It's not just about investment. There's something bigger than that. So all I want is for the Glazers to fuck off. So my view on the matter might be, um, maybe might be naive. Maybe I'm trying to look on the bright side. But oh, you, for you me... <laughs> Here's the thing about me. From the beginning, I I was never one of the people who was desperate for the Qataris. I was desperate for change, but I wasn't desperate for the Qataris because the thing you have to understand is that United never needed an oil money owner. We never needed some big time sugar daddy to come and just buy our pay, uh, throw money at all our troubles and everything. What we needed was just competent owners. Because as for the money there, a day. Because you just have to look at the amount of money that United have spent. For all the talk about how much the Glazers have taken out of the club, you still have to realize that in terms of transfer spending, United are still within touching distance of the money that Man City have spent. So it is not a situation where United are being blown out of the water completely in the transfer market. 
The issue is that the money has been spent very foolishly. And if you're a rival club, it should even scare you that in all these years of United struggling with this Glazer ownership, we still have this type of money to spend because already you are losing money just by paying dividends to the Glazers, which is something that all the other club owners in the Premier League are not doing. I think for the past seven years or so, United are the only club that has paid dividends to its owners. No other club is doing that. In addition to that, they are spending a huge amount of money pay, uh, servicing the debts that the Glazers dumped on us. So I think the estimation is that United have lost about $1 billion during the period of the Glazers' ownership, just paying debts, just servicing debts and paying dividends. So you can imagine what that $1 billion would have done for United if they weren't having to do that. Because before the Glazers came, United was a completely debt-free club. So I never saw it as a situation where United needed that specific type of ownership. I think United fans just started dream daydreaming about all sorts of um, things that Sheikh would come and do and looking at the beautiful projects going up and down, like what Man City's owners have been able to do, not just he... with the club, transforming the city centre, their training ground, Smiley. all sorts of things. Yeah. Me, I've listened to what you're saying, but me, I want to stop you. But me, I haven't finished. I won't stop, I won't stop you. I won't, st- <laughs> I won't stop you making up for yourself. I mean, I won't stop you. And I won't say it if you Wait, like, wait, wait. We need some decorum here. Okay, smack you. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, crack you can go. So you combine Smiley and crack smack you. Okay, cool. I don't know who invited you as the mediator, but next time, stay out of grown fool's business. Anyways, back to what <laughs> I was saying. Smiley, I understand what you're saying, I know, but me personally, me wanting the, the, the Qataris there, let me tell you, see, you know there is this thing where when somebody doesn't really um, have expertise to or something, right? They try to get the best possible people that have huge expertise and they appoint them there. That's successful businessmen. The Glazers are still running the club like nepotism. Tell me if our chief executive and all those niggas, they are football people. No, they are not. They are businessmen running the football team. Tell me the appointments in the hey, football so department. Tod- if Todd Bolly do I'm there, he don't know what he'll do, but it'd be cool. <laughs> what Todd Bolly do? What he do? The guy appoints people and he's still at the forefront of signing players and things. So please, let's cool down. As I said, you always find a way to make something about Chelsea when we are not talking about Chelsea. So yes, before I was rudely interrupted, my some blue Mumu Tabatani fan. When you have renew a renewed direction, when somebody comes fresh, they want to impress and they want their best. Me, I'm looking at how deplorable Old Trafford is. Whole lot of things. The facilities have improved and all this over the years. You are talking about transfer spent and all those things. And we spent it foolishly. That is true. But Smiley, don't you think it's because of how the club is run? Not just about the money. Don't you think we need a shift and change? 
in the yeah. whole structure. You're not you're not saying anything that I haven't also said because I didn't say that all those things don't need to be done. That's why I said we don't need a sugar daddy owner. We need a responsible owners who knew how to prioritize the important things because the spending has been done, but uh, the spending has been done foolishly. Yes, and, and these foolish guys. The money taken out it. of the club could have solved a lot of the other issues like the stadium Thank issues you, and, and all that's those what I'm things. Saying that these stupid guys have priced the club as this, and only few people in the world can meet that. So when we get somebody like the Sheikh, that is willing to meet that. You understand why people will rally behind him? Overly meet No matter what, be you want him. these guys gone. You understand? You want these guys gone, no matter what. Just let them go. That's my uh, crack, so sorry. Me, I don't crack, even want... Crack, I beg, sorry. The valuation was 10 billion, and 6 say you go give 6.4. I don't think that's meeting the evaluation. Is you it? see, here, Look, here's, here's the thing that United <laughs> fans are not seeing in the whole situation. It's not like the options were between Ratcliffe coming in or Sheikh coming in. There were three options. Ratcliffe coming in, Sheikh coming in, or the Glazers retaining their full stake. So for me, Ratcliffe coming in might not be the best option, but it is the second best option because the third option is that the Glazers just continue doing what they have to do. The way I see it, Rascliffe coming in is the beginning of the end for the Glazers because his long-term plan is to buy them out completely at some point. It might not happen as quickly as we wanted it to happen because obviously we're expecting that to happen this year, but now we have to start thinking about 2025, 2026. But the point is, that is the beginning of what is going to happen at some point. Right now, the Glazers have one foot out as soon as they approve Ratcliffe's stick. So for me, it's not a matter of like there is no a matter of Ratcliffe has come to take something that Sheik was about to take. The reason the reason why the Glazers are taking Ratcliffe's stick is that the 25% that he's buying, he the value he placed on that 25% is bigger than the value that Sheik was putting on the 100% that he was willing to buy. So that's why the Glazers, they are choosing to take Rascliffe's own over the over Sheik's own. It's not a matter, and Rascliffe just did what he had to do to get his foot in. Maybe Sheik should also have restructured his bid to also get a foot in, rather than just everything. putting out everything. Because you are negotiating with very, very unreasonable and difficult people. So, if you really want to save us, do what you have to do to get your foot in. Then you can push them out slowly, but you can't push them out from the outside. You can only push them out from the inside. I would rather have Ratcliffe owning 25% than the Glazers owning their full percentage because the people had just decided that if you don't meet their full valuation, they are not going to sell. So, once Sheikh didn't reach the valuation that um, the Glazers were asking for. I wouldn't put the blame on Rascliffe. I'm putting the blame on the Glazers for being greedy. But after that, like you have to at least have something, some hope to clutch onto. And for me, that hope is Jim Rascliffe because in the end, Media. in the end, Rascliffe is a United fan. I know people keep saying that he's a Chelsea. People keep saying that he's a Chelsea season ticket holder and blah blah blah. The guy was living. Who began on the club? Yeah. yeah, it's actually that's true. Yeah, but the thing is, <laughs> mommy, I don't hold that against him. I don't hold it against him at the all. The thing is, the thing is, he's a, he's a boyhood United fan who was living in London. 
He's a billionaire. That's <laughs> as they talk, say he's a Chelsea season ticket holder. That's money, not to mean anything to him. That season ticket is probably like some was some five thousand pounds or something. It's probably it's probably a director's. He did not get direct Xbox. He just take some. He just take some coins from Inca inside where they go pay for that season ticket. Yeah, so but personally, for why, me, why, it, it makes, then they do am direct debit. You know, they notice safe. You know, even they notice. And for me, it's even it's a good thing for me because at least it makes me convinced that the guy he likes football, even though he's, he's a United fan. He's living in London, or he was living in London Masa, at the time. Aquano, Aquano was season ticket owners. How many? How many? How many matches did he go watch? Chef? Now Alex. that he's no longer living in London, no, he no longer has that Chelsea season ticket. But they still hold it against him that he's a Chelsea season ticket holder. You know, it is something from the past. So at least I know that now we are going to have one owner who is a football fan. One owner who is a football fan is better than no owners who are football fans. So for me, that is a step in the That'd right direction. Serious. In the end, people Shake talk... Shake a serious United fan, okay? I was about... Dude, okay. Just shake... This shake where you make like some AI generated person. We know, but we only know one picture of him yeah, for one with the hide, with, yeah, <laughs> with the hide, with the hide in this one. We we they assume a lot of with things the about him, but in the end, I know um, Ratcliffe's track record with the other teams he owns hasn't been good. He owns um, Lausanne in the Swiss league, who um, were relegated after like his first two three seasons of ownership. But in the end, he also built a stadium for them. A stadium is one of the things that United wants. So at least we know that he's they somebody who is capable say, people of... People need a new stadium. Do, we need, I, have I have you seen... Like be distant. The number of <laughs> like, journalists I see complain about the press box in at Ultra Ford is yeah. ridiculous. They say it's Tell the it. most uncomfortable so thing. So here's the, so Ra- here's the Ra- thing. Ra- he Ra- went to Lausanne. Coming. He went to Lausanne and he built a stadium for them. And they are back in the Swiss uh, top division. So at least they've made that's some something that has been done over there. If he's willing to build a stadium for a team like First Lausanne, of all, that's that's different in investment totally in money involved and the club caliber and all those things. He has done yeah. well, that's fine, that's cute. But, but in the end, it shows that he's willing to put money not only in the sporting side, but in the infrastructure side. And then when you come to Nice too, he's also improved their stadium for them vastly. And um, in the 2021-2022 season, we have to remember that they were in the title race until like the last two, three months. That was under Christophe Gauthier. They were in the title race till the last three months before their season just tailed off and then they finished fifth. So it hasn't been all bad for them. They've made some bad decisions, but they also made some good decisions, especially in hiring Gauthier because Gauthier just won the league with Leo. And he spent a huge chunk of money pulling Gautier from Leo to Nice. And it's it was working until the final three months where it fell off. And it's at least he has experience managing clubs. So that's also something that you can count on. There's been talk that he's looking at hiring Paul Mitchell as um, sporting director at United if um, they finalize his, um, his purchase. And I don't know the people who are familiar with Paul Mitchell, but he's the person who was um, at Monaco when they signed. Bro, um, if you get Paul Mitchell, it go pay me wow because that guy, this one are uh, people where they cook zombie for the top of the <laughs> board. Then they don't add up to that. Yeah, Paul Mitchell's that guy is good. He's been at Spurs. He's been at Monaco. Lest, like, he was at and, Leicester. Then he went to Spurs. Then he was even at Southampton when uh, Mauricio Pochettino was there. 
Then he moved yeah. to Monaco. Yep. Yeah, was top, the one in charge top, of bringing top, all the young top, boys. Top, 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 top guy. Top, 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 top guy. So, so that's the thing. Like Crack was saying, um, it's not just about you. The owner, the owner should be somebody who should be willing and capable of putting the right people in the right places. For me, them mentioning Paul Mitchell alone shows that maybe he's learned from mistakes. Maybe like in other clubs, things might not have gone well. But he's learned from those mistakes. If he's willing to put a person like Paul Mitchell in charge of the football inside, that's going to be a huge step in the right di- in the right direction. Better than them Matt Talk and uh, Richard Arnold and all them people then did it right now. Like it's going to be a huge t- step in the right direction. Already, I, I don't like want ten. I don't want Ten Hag having complete control of the footballing aspect of United even though I still haven't given up on him as a manager. So if he has somebody like Paul Mitchell around him, that could be the beginning of some form of structure that we've been crying for. So like, I'm not, I'm not too uh, devastated about this um, shake thing as other people are, because I still think that it is better than what we have. It is a step in the right direction. A football person is better than no football person. And he has some experience that could work in our favor that the Glazers don't have and haven't been willing to even explore. The Glazers, they might own be say, they did them aside, do what you have to do. But uh, if it comes anything financial, we for rubber stamp them. If you want some player, we for rubber stamp them. We go put our own people, whether they be football people or not. In the end, all the final decisions should come to us. If uh, Radcliffe has looked at everything that is going on and he thinks that, no, there are certain things that he can outsource, there are certain things he can improve on, all the better for me. So, like, it's not something that I'm too um, willing to write off just yet. You've done. You've tried convincing me with this Radcliffe that you made a lot of good points, solid points. So I might, I might consider it, but I have to sleep on it and see what happens in my dream and after my quiet time in the morning I'll see what happens as well <laughs> but for right now right now as, as I'm sitting here now I'm not convinced the slightest because all this you said there are ifs and conjunctions and if it happens and all those and this is cute we've seen people try and link this and this because they just want um, also media attention and all those things so will build a beautiful story beautiful attention I'm going to bring Paul Mitchell I'm going to bring Maradona from the dead just like the way politicians do and all those things. My problem is I just don't want the Glazers to be around. This is all nice. That just said Jim is going to do this. Said Jim is going to do that and all those things. That is fine. But until I see it, you are seeing the positive with said Jim Gratcliffe and all these things. as I'm saying, it's either him, it was either him or Sheik or the Glazers thing. So definitely, as the Glazers don't want to take the money from Sheik, you also try and settle on or on Jim uh, and try to make all these positive remarks and all those things. Like it's oh, almost yeah. as if you are making affirmations. Yeah, it's as if you, your mom was making positive affirmation. We are going to be good. Rightly, will save us and all those. That's how it sounds. It sounded. But then I wanted to ask Van Gelder a question. Van Gelder, how much did? You, your, your former owner value Chelsea, and how much did this guy buy it? <laughs> well, for us, don't, you, you see, the difference is we were he was forced to sell it. Oh, I just asked a question. 
We know well, what happened, but I'm asking you. Okay, so the club was valued at two and a half billion. However, uh, Abomovich himself also asked that an another two and a half billion, which goes directly into improving the club, one billion for sales and purchases of players, one billion for improvement of our stadium and facilities, and five hundred million for the purpose of you know ancillary improvements across the club foundations stuff the money like that. So then, then they call. So in the end, if you wanted to buy Chelsea Football Club, you needed to offer four and a half billion pounds. And then it was sold for how much? So the club it's so the four and a half billion no it'd be two sides like two and a half billion two and a half billion for no the okay, value Vangara, of the club. No, what was the total they, oh, they, God. They, they four and a half billion. That that's what they paid. Four and a half billion. Stop. I already said uh-huh. that. How much was the valuation of the team? You see, Corey, you see, if I talk, they, no, they value the different. club. He valued the club at two and a half billion. Hey, Bangalda, we are you both know say the money your man wanted, that's not what he got. That's not what he got. You are trying to tell us that he valued the club at two, two point. This one million, and he ended up getting four points. He get getting two billion more. What are you saying? He didn't get two billion more. He got two and a half billion plus two billion that was pro- basically promised in contract that it to be spent directly on the club. So in but the then, end, then if someone wanted, didn't come to him. So you, say, you know, you relax. So you relax, relax. So you are saying that the money uh, that Bobby came to Roman was two and a half billion. Wait, wait, relax. Roma wanted 4.5 billion, right? Yes. And he got 2 billion, right? Two and a half. Thank you. That is all. Don't come and tell me ancillary and all those nonsense. That is not why we are here. Not promise and all those things. There's a reason why I said direct question. You really like that too much. So, Smiley, so, that answer me, has wait, 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 wait. So, what so I, so I want to ask me, say, Smiley, what I want to ask you say? <laughs> So okay, okay, okay. Just, won't I'm straight. just trying to get what the point you are trying to make is because if this is directly linked to the fact that I asked you that they valued it at this and Sheikh offered this, then I'm sorry, but that's not how business works. If I own something, something be me my own. Where you you won't buy them, it be the price me at the quote you where you go buy them. If you won't negotiate plus me, you have to sweeten the deal in a way that makes me feel like, yeah, maybe I'm not getting exactly what I want. But fair enough. This fair this works Van out Gilda, for me. Van Gelder, let me tell you something. There was no way on earth, and there is no way on earth, these people are ever getting anybody to get united for how much they valued it. No. Nobody. Everybody knows this. Every sensible businessman knows this. Because, let me tell you something. You are talking about violation, but... In business, everybody start, Everybody knows what you invest prior and years later, what is supposed to go by. And even in addition and everything, everybody knows that. Everybody knows that the valuation, the valuation this poor value United is stupid. I'm sorry, it's just facts. Everybody knows they are not going to get that. It is a division between the, the, the brothers. Some want the family. Some want to just cash out and go. Some still want minority uh, um, 
stake in the club still. They want to be around. Apparently, they don't like the, the fact proper, that she... Apparently, the proper valuation of United is around $3.5 billion. So they, they want bro, no club is worth, on, is worth more than four billion. No, no football want, club. So you know, so you know what the... exactly, <laughs> and and you know, and you you vanguard that I'm telling you that all this things is being is shady from this this greedy fox. And I don't know what they're going to buy. I don't disagree and with that's you. I'm, I'm just saying that, saying, I'm just saying that at the end of the day, Shakes, look, no, listen, listen. Shakes valuation is good enough for these people to take. But they don't want to relinquish 100%. They don't want, they still want to have a, a, a stake in the, in the club. You have the, the, the matter. And, yeah, and Sir Jim is doing exactly what they want. Because these people still want to be taking money out of the club. They are not there to make United good. It's purely business for them. So back to Smiley. I just want to ask. Just like the way they find Yawa on Abramovich, the Glazers, you should say they don't really fund any terrorist movement or anything. Make them force them, make them sell Exactly. It, 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 yeah. Like, if persuasion field mm. force is applied, it's hard mm. time, like, some hackers and things try to dig up some debt. But these people are from America, for all you know, then they invest in some guns or some. Miss out Bro, somewhere in sense. Make people go ones, fight. They are just out. some lazy, lazy sports brats who just they house the raking dividends. They these guys they, they take one money from you, here to go NFL. Oh my god. You you hey. see the gig then get who could drop this gig? Who could drop this gig? Look, anyways, from, so from anyways, you're from, right. From uh, from uh, uh from the rest of the Premier League. It's wonderful seeing United in such disarray. It's beautiful because it's like a sleeping giant. Right now, your owners are for, are, are constantly sprinkling uh, dust in your eyes, making you put in bed because this. If United wake up, City's dominance go relax. Uh, uh, Liverpool's power, power, power go relax. Uh, uh, Chelsea's never where's me in it anymore. But it is it is in in. The best interest of, of the league to keep United down. Wait, 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 wait. Pause, pause, pause. 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 Chelsea is not even worth it anymore. I just did check. I'm just ah. checking if that's what you said. I didn't talk. To... He didn't start out. Thank you. We are Martin. So seeing United continuing this way is beautiful, but I have to say I have to support what Crack is saying that this shit sounds sus, bro. This guy is offering double. What you guys said you want for for or the valuation of the club. It's not what they want, it's the valuation of the club. In business, as much as if somebody say it is sell a, a anything, a phone, and you know the price of this phone be be thousand Ghana. The guy say no, in, in phone they, they want ten K. You're like, oh, brother. <laughs> like your valuation. You don't know me say cause because it means they sell in this one, either you buy or fuck off. No sensible person will pay this, for that. This is their assets. Ah. The, there's a valuation with this. And you have to sell within means. You know, honestly. And that's why the guy backed out. He said what the glazers they do is sus. You have decided that the guy say if they buy the club, if they clear all your debts. See, the, the deal they give me sweet too. Bro, imagine it'd be fucking sweet. The guy said, "Clear the club debt and so invest in stadium." He said, "I get stadium, I get community work, and they can't do. Everybody go get clean slates. We all, we, 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 the money drop. Yes, you United see, don't need the money. Blah 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 blah. But bro, 
this is a good ass deal. Them not wanting to sell to this Qatari guy is sus. You see, the thing about the Glazers, we see all this talk about I go rebuild the stadium, I go invest in the community. That's it, it be nonsense to them. They they are only counting the money they enter in my pocket. So if you the talk say you invest one billion in if the you stadium, they can't tell ah Maza, like, you they can't like tell me them, say I get it. You they pay six point five billion, but after that's for one and a half billion one, they go there. No, 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 no. Two, this, two billion this, they this go separate yeah, money. This be separate money. It wasn't yeah, part of the deal. Is, but it's all a package, see, you know. For, no, no, no. Like, it be packaged like, for United. He was willing to pay six point five billion and then spend an extra one billion or whatever. Exactly. It be separate money. But for them, the way they see it, if you say I'm spend, buying the club six point five billion, I'm spending an extra one billion. In they your mind, add that one why billion. you don't go add the one billion? Add that one billion, give me. <laughs> why you, you if you get so, one billion so spent? So, Adam. So you see, so you see how stupid it is. You understand? You see how stupid it is and greedy they are. It means they don't care about the club. That's my point. They don't like, care about like, the club. No, no. Like what they they're doing they right don't. now is in, is like intentionally keeping the club down. Like, like yeah, it just be cash cow for them. So you telling them that you go spend this on the playing squad, it be nonsense to them. Like just be noise. They only count what is entering their pockets. And also another thing about it is that um, the stories from the stories you've heard is not all of them who are in favor of selling the club completely. Yes, two of them, Joe and Avram, apparently they only they wanted to retain some control. They are in favor of continuing to run the club because from the PR we've heard from their side, there are certain decisions that they want to be able to take that the other siblings don't allow them to take. So it make like the siblings they hold them back. But me style. Yeah, that's why they talk say there is division in the this one because some won't yeah. cash out, some no one cash out. And then others too believe that if they hold on to the club, um, they might be able to get the money they are asking for in about two years or three years. So maybe then just go hold on and then just wait. Uh, because they feel like the interest has been a bit underwhelming. They were expecting maybe more bidders during this round of... Um, during this time that they put the club up for sale. So the idea is that, okay, if they just go back to your drawing board, wait it out some three years... They'll get the money they're looking for. So the Rascliffe thing is like a compromise on all the sides because they get to retain some My level of control. My issue with Rascliffe's 25% is that I don't think it's enough to change United's fortunes. If these guys are but still... Don't get, like, it's, uh, um, it, it's funny. Make I explain something. If, I'm, mm. if I own... Corey, like, this is what I'm saying as well. My old boy in company, and I say, okay, I'm selling 25 percent stake to, to, to somebody but I want to still own majority stake okay I'm taking your money I'm chopping I'm chilling but if it's time to make decisions nigga shut the fuck up like it's still my company like <laughs> we'll still do what we, I want to do it's not about it's not about you own journey like it doesn't it doesn't work that way I'm still much if there's a <coughs> sorry if there's a split in, in, in the board they will have the final say they will but still have the... and that includes players if they yeah, it comes time to sign their check, he will not say I don't I don't want time. on the sporting aspect, so he will make the sporting decisions. So and even you think these people are going to sit there and say, okay, come and run this thing with your twenty five percent stake and you keep see, paying us money? If he's able to even do something as simple as hiring the right sporting director, that one alone will go a long way to correcting some of the mistakes that we've made over the years. So I'm not expecting a total change just from that 25%. But so you are hoping for a sporting little... director. That's, that's basically what, is, what you're hoping for. 
Because the thing is, like I was saying, like I was saying, United have spent a lot of money. It's just that the money hasn't been spent wisely. If you spend the man- money wisely, even if all the other things aren't done the way they are supposed to be done, you see some level of change just from the money being spent wisely. So, like, you still have leaking roof and the studio, the training ground will still be old-fashioned. All those things still would be. But I, I don't understand making how... Making better decisions in the transfer market. United size. Even Chelsea, they think of new sales stadium. Chelsea, where they beg fans for money to, to survive some years ago, no. Even they didn't think, think of new stadium. You people... But you get what you get what I'm saying for a United size and the amount of money that you put had, like even from a business perspective, these people are stupid. The glazers, like you can actually improve the club and get a bigger valuation when exactly. you're ready to 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 sell. But they have run the club down, like like the. the They've made zero changes. How Ronaldo can't talk this thing free then left. Bro, he said it. It'd be like, I they can't buy your car, right? I they can't buy your car, then leakage today here. Then me now for buy new engine and all those things. But yes, so you they value the car more than me going to buy a new one just because I like your car. You never that's what this fool is. What Facts. have you done in the club? Like all these years, what you do? Even the player valuation, the valuation is not even high enough to make. See what Kronk, what what, what the do where they boost all the my young young assets make. That why I was go get a stupid valuation. Those guys are those guys are running a business. Glazers are not running a business. They just don't give a fuck. That's all it comes down to. Like any other person who wants to make money will see that United can make a lot more money. But he's they, they just don't care, Charlie. They just be all right. So me in that state, and as long as that mindset day from the top, it is trickled down throughout the whole structure. It what you are seeing from the top be what you see for the field top now. It's 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 in direct correlation. And until go, go they, bring sporting um sporting director come, he's still polish on that. The same issues go day. Because you are going to get the same scouting system. You are going to get the same football people that are even going to challenge these guys' decisions and all those things. Charlie, I just don't want them around. So, yes, um, this is a developing story. And I'm sure by the next episode, there will be a lot more clarity on what is going to happen at United. I know some people want our downfall to continue. The rest of us, too, we are hopeful about what would happen in the future. But we are going to keep an eye on everything and we'll be sure to discuss it as and when we hear any more developments. So with that, we've come to the end of this episode. If you haven't done this already, please subscribe to the podcast on the different podcast platforms. We are on Apple, Spotify, Google. Google says they say that they can't shut down my podcast department. So uh, Deezer, Amazon, all those places we did there. Um, you can follow our social media pages if you haven't done it already as well. On Twitter and Instagram, it's ATW Podcast GCR. On TikTok, it's After the Whistle. On YouTube, is After the Whistle Podcast. And um, yeah, please give us a five star rating wherever they offer you the opportunity to give us ratings. Um, 
please share the podcast with your different social groups just to spread our um our episodes and spread our reach because we've been doing some crazy numbers i don't know if you guys noticed but earlier this week we hit number one on the sports podcast charts so yeah we are a big deal small like us but how good one so yeah we've come to the end of the episode again and as always charlie guys thanks again for joining us on this one i know a lot of sacrifices have to be made for us to sometimes record but we appreciate it and yeah i'll catch you on the next one as always atw dominates the conversation this has been a gold coast reports production Catch up on episodes and discover more shows from our network on listen to gcr.com.